Section 8 of Thrilling Adventures by Land and Sea by James O. Brayman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 8. Adventures of Sergeant Champ in his attempt to capture Arnold. The treason of General Arnold, the capture of Andre, and the intelligence received by Washington through his confidential agents in New York that many of his officers, and especially a major general whose name was given, were connected with Arnold, could not fail to arouse the anxiety and vigilance of the commander-in-chief the moment he reached the army then under the orders of major-general green encamped in the vicinity of tappan he sent for major lee who was posted with the light troops some distance in front lee repaired to headquarters and found washington and his marquis alone busily engaged in writing lee was requested to take a seat and a bundle of papers lying on the table was given to him for perusal the purport of these tended to show that arnold was not alone in his base conspiracy but that a major-general whose name was not concealed was also implicated this officer had enjoyed without interruption the confidence of the commander-in-chief nor did there exist a single reason in support of the accusation it altogether rested on the intelligence derived from the papers before him major lee was naturally shocked at these suspicions and suggested that they were an invention of the enemy washington admitted the plausibility of the suggestion but remarked that he had the same confidence in arnold a few days before that he now placed in the persons accused after some further conversation washington disclosed a project which he had maturely revolved in his own mind i have sent for you he remarked to lee to learn if you have in your corps any individual capable of undertaking a delicate and hazardous enterprise whoever comes forward on this occasion will lay me under great obligation personally and in behalf of the united states i will reward him amply no time is to be lost he must proceed if possible this night my object is to probe to the bottom the affecting suspicions suggested by the papers you have just read to seize arnold and by getting him to save andre while my emissary is engaged in preparing for the seizure of arnold the agency of others can be traced and the timely delivery of arnold to me will possibly put it in my power to restore the amiable and unfortunate andre to his friends my instructions are ready in which you will find express orders that arnold is not to be hurt but that he be permitted to escape if it can be prevented only by killing him as his public punishment is the only object in view this you cannot too forcibly press upon the person who may engage in the enterprise and this fail not to do with my instructions are two letters to be delivered as ordered and here are some guineas to defray expenses lee replied that as the first step to the enterprise was pretended desertion it would be difficult to find a commissioned officer who would undertake it he knew however a sergeant-major of the cavalry named champ who was in all respects qualified for the delicate and adventurous project champ was a native of loudon county in virginia about twenty years of age he had enlisted in seventeen seventy six was rather above the common size full of bone and muscle with a saturnine countenance grave thoughtful and taciturn of tried courage and inflexible perseverance 
washington was satisfied with this description and exclaimed that champ was the very man for the enterprise lee promised to persuade him to undertake it and taking leave of the general returned to the camp of the light corps which he reached about eight o'clock at night sending instantly for the sergeant-major he informed him of the project of the commander-in-chief and urged upon him that by succeeding in the capture and safe delivery of arnold he would not only gratify his general in the most acceptable manner but would be hailed as the avenger of the reputation of the army stained by a foul and wicked perfidy and what could not but be highly pleasing he would be the instrument of saving the life of major andre champ listened with attention to the plan unfolded by lee and replied that it met his approbation even its partial success was likely to lead to great good as it would give relief to washington's mind and do justice as he hoped to suspected innocence champ added that he was not deterred by the danger and difficulty to be encountered but by the ignominy of desertion consequent upon his enlisting with the enemy it did not comport with his feelings to be even suspected of such a crime lee combated the objections of the sergeant with his usual address and finally subdued his prejudices so far that champ consented to undertake the enterprise the instructions of washington were then read to him and lee particularly cautioned him to exercise the utmost circumspection in delivering the letters and to take care to withhold from the two individuals addressed under feigned names knowledge of each other he was further urged to bear in constant recollection the solemn injunction so pointedly expressed in the instructions of forbearing to kill arnold in any event it now remained to arrange the mode of champ's desertion for in order to be received favorably by the british it was necessary that he should desert under circumstances which should assure them of his sincerity to cross the numerous patrols of horse and foot was no small difficulty which was now increased in consequence of the swarms of irregulars who sometimes ventured down to the very point of paula's hook with the hope of picking up booty evident as were the difficulties in the way no relief could be afforded by major lee lest it might induce a belief that he was privy to the desertion which opinion getting to the enemy would peril the life of champ the sergeant was left to his own resources and management lee agreeing that in case champ's departure should be discovered before morning he would take care to delay pursuit as long as possible lee placed in the hands of the sergeant some gold for his expenses and enjoining it upon him to apprise him of his arrival in new york as soon as practicable bade the adventurous virginian farewell champ pulling out his watch compared it with that of lee reminding him of the importance of holding back pursuit which he was convinced would take place during the night and which might be fatal as he would be obliged to adopt a zigzag course in order to avoid the patrols which would consume time it was now nearly eleven the sergeant returned to camp and taking his cloak valise and orderly book he drew his horse from the picket and mounting set out upon his novel expedition hardly half an hour had elapsed when captain carnes officer of the day waited on major lee and with considerable emotion told him that one of the patrol had fallen in with a dragoon who on being challenged put spur to his horse and escaped though vigorously pursued 
lee complaining of the interruption and pretending to be extremely fatigued answered as if he did not understand what had been said which compelled the captain to repeat his remark who can the fellow be that was pursued said lee a countryman probably no replied the captain the patrol sufficiently distinguished him to know that he was a dragoon probably from the army if not certainly one of our own this idea was ridiculed by lee as improbable as during the whole campaign but a single dragoon had deserted from the legion carnes was not convinced much apprehension was felt at that time of the effect of arnold's example the captain withdrew to examine the squadron of horse whom he had ordered to assemble in pursuance of established usage on similar occasions he speedily returned stating that the deserter was known he was no less a person than the sergeant-major who was gone off with his horse baggage arms and orderly book sensibly affected at the supposed baseness of a soldier who was generally esteemed carnes added that he had ordered a party to prepare for pursuit and that he had come for written orders from the major in order to gain time for champ lee expressed his belief that the sergeant had not deserted but had merely taken the liberty to leave camp upon private business or pleasure an example lee said too often set by the officers themselves destructive as it was of discipline opposed as it was to orders and disastrous as it might prove to the corps in the course of the service some little delay was thus interposed carnes began to grow impatient at what seemed the long-winded and unseasonable discourse it being at length announced that the pursuing party were in readiness major lee directed a change in the officer giving the command to cornet middleton his object was to add to the delay he knew moreover that from the tenderness of his disposition middleton would be reluctant to do any personal injury to champ in the event of a pursuit within ten minutes middleton appeared to receive his orders which were delivered to him made out in the customary form and signed by the major the directions were to pursue as far as could be done with safety sergeant champ who was suspected of deserting to the enemy and of having taken the road to paula's hook to bring him alive to camp that he might suffer in the presence of the army but to kill him if he resisted or attempted to escape after being taken detaining the cornet for a few minutes longer in advising him what course to pursue urging him to take care of the horse and accoutrement if taken and enjoining him to be on his guard lest he might by a too eager pursuit improvidently fall into the hands of the enemy lee dismissed middleton and his party a shower of rain had fallen soon after champ's departure which enabled the pursuing dragoons to find the trail of his horse for at that time the horses being all shod by our own farriers the shoes were made in the same form which with a private mark annexed to the four shoes and known to the troopers pointed out the trail of our dragoons and in this way was often useful when middleton departed it was a few minutes past twelve so that champ had the start of his pursuers by little more than an hour lee was very anxious and passed a sleepless night the pursuing party were on their part occasionally delayed by the necessary halts to examine the road as the impressions of the horse's shoes directed the course 
these were unfortunately too evident no other horse having passed over the road since the shower when the day broke middleton was no longer obliged to halt and he passed on with rapidity as the pursuers ascended an eminence to the north of the village of bergen champ was decried not more than half a mile in front resembling an indian in his vigilance the sergeant at the same moment discovered middleton and his men to whose object he was no stranger and giving spur to his horse he determined to outstrip them middleton at the same instant put his horses to the top of their speed and being as the legion all were well acquainted with the country he recollected a route through the woods to the bridge below bergen which diverged from the great road near the three pigeons reaching the point of separation he halted and dividing his party directed a sergeant with a few dragoons to take the near cut and possess with all possible dispatch the bridge while he with the rest of his men followed champ he could not doubt but that champ being thus enclosed between him and his sergeant would deliver himself up champ did not forget the short cut and would have taken it had he not remembered that it was the usual route of our parties when returning in the day from the neighbourhood of the enemy he consequently avoided it and wisely resolved to abandon his intention of getting to paulus hook and to seek refuge from two british galleys lying a few miles to the west of bergen this was a station generally occupied by one or two galleys passing through the village of bergen champ took the road toward elizabethtown point middleton's sergeant gained the bridge where he concealed himself ready to intercept champ as soon as he appeared in the meantime middleton pursuing his course through bergen soon arrived also at the bridge when to his mortification he found that champ had escaped returning up the road he inquired of the villagers of bergen whether a dragoon had been seen that morning preceding his party he was answered in the affirmative but could learn nothing satisfactory as to the route taken by the fugitive while engaged in inquiries himself he spread his party through the village to discover the trail of champ's horse some of the dragoons hit it just as the sergeant leaving the village reached the road to the point pursuit was now vigorously renewed and again champ was described apprehending the event he had prepared himself for it by lashing his valise and orderly book on his shoulders and holding his drawn sword in his hand having thrown away the scabbard the delay occasioned by champ's preparations for swimming had brought middleton within two or three hundred yards as soon as champ got abreast of the galleys he dismounted and running through the marsh to the river plunged into it calling on the people in the galley for help this was readily given they fired on our horsemen and sent a boat to meet champ who was taken in carried on board and conveyed to new york with a letter from the captain of the galley describing the scene which he had himself witnessed of champ's escape the horse belonging to champ with his equipments cloak and sword scabbard was recovered by middleton about three o'clock in the afternoon our party returned and the soldiers seeing the horse in the possession of the pursuing party exclaimed that the deserter had been killed 
major lee at this heart-rending announcement rushed from his tent saw the sergeant's horse led by one of middleton's dragoons and began to reproach himself with having been the means of spilling the blood of the faithful and intrepid champ concealing his anguish he advanced to meet middleton but was immediately relieved on seeing the downcast countenance of the officer and his companions from their looks of disappointment it was evident that champ had escaped and this suspicion was soon confirmed by middleton's narrative of the issue of their pursuit lee's joy was now as great as his depression had been a moment before he informed washington of the affair who was sensibly affected by the account of champ's hairbreadth escape but was rejoiced that it was of a character to put at rest the suspicions of the enemy in regard to the supposed deserter on the fourth day after champ's departure lee received a letter from him written the day before in a disguised hand without any signature and stating what had passed after he got on board the galley where he was kindly received he was immediately conducted to new york and introduced to the british commandant to whom he presented a letter from the captain of the galley being asked to what corps he belonged and a few other general questions he was sent under charge of an orderly sergeant to the adjutant-general who was rejoiced to find that he was sergeant-major of the legion of horse hitherto remarkable for their fidelity the adjutant-general noted down in a large folio book some particulars in regard to champ his size figure place of birth countenance the color of his hair name of the corps to which he had belonged after this was finished he was sent to the commander-in-chief in charge of one of the staff with a letter from the adjutant-general sir henry clinton received him very kindly and detained him more than an hour asking many questions in regard to the probable fate of andre whether the example of arnold's defection had not contaminated many of the american officers and troops whether washington was popular with the army and what means might be employed to induce the men to desert to these various interrogatories some of which were perplexing champ answered warily exciting nevertheless hopes that the adoption of proper measures to encourage desertion would probably bring off hundreds of the american soldiers including some of the best troops horse as well as foot respecting the fate of andre he said he was ignorant though there appeared to be a general wish in the army that his life might not be taken and that he believed that it would depend more on the disposition of congress than on the will of washington after the close of this long conversation sir henry presented champ with a couple of guineas and recommended him to wait on general arnold who was engaged in raising an american legion for the service of his majesty arnold expressed much satisfaction on being informed of the effect of his example and the manner of champ's escape he concluded his numerous inquiries by assigning quarters to the sergeant he afterward proposed to champ to join his legion promising him the same station he had held in the rebel service and further advancement expressing his wish to retire from the service and his conviction of the certainty of his being hung if ever taken by the rebels he begged to be excused from enlistment assuring the general that should he change his mind he would accept his offer 
retiring to the assigned quarters champ now turned his attention to the delivery of his letters which he could not effect till the next night and then only to one of the two incogniti to whom he was recommended this man received the sergeant with attention and having read the letter assured him of his faithful cooperation the object for which the aid of this individual was required regarded those persons implicated in the information sent to washington promising to enter with zeal upon the investigation and engaging to transmit champ's letter to major lee he fixed the time and place of their next meeting when they separated a day or two afterward champ accepted the appointment of his recruiting sergeant to arnold for the purpose of securing uninterrupted ingress and egress at the house which the general occupied the letters which lee received from champ announced that the difficulties in his way were numerous and stubborn and that his prospect of success was by no means cheering with respect to the charges against certain officers and soldiers in the american army of an intention to follow arnold's example he expressed his decided conviction that they were unfounded that they had taken their rise in the enemy's camp and that they would be satisfactorily confuted but the pleasure which the latter part of this communication afforded was damped by the tidings it imparted respecting arnold as on his speedy capture and safe delivery depended andre's relief the interposition of sir henry clinton who was extremely anxious to save his much-beloved aide-de-camp still continued it was expected that the examination of witnesses in andre's case and the defence of the prisoner would protract the decision of the court of inquiry then assembled and give sufficient time for the consummation of the project confided to champ this hope was disappointed in a manner wholly unexpected the honourable and accomplished andre disdained defence and prevented the examination of witnesses by confessing the character of the mission in the execution of which he was arrested the court reassembled on the second of october andre was declared to be a spy and condemned to suffer accordingly the painful sentence was executed on the subsequent day in the usual form the commander-in-chief deeming it improper to interpose any delay in this decision he was warranted by the unpromising intelligence received from champ by the still existing implication of other officers in arnold's conspiracy by a due regard to public opinion and by the inexorable necessity of a severe example the fate of andre hastened by himself deprived the enterprise committed to champ of a feature which had been highly prized by the projector and which had engaged the heart of the individual selected for its execution washington ordered major lee to communicate what had passed to the sergeant with directions to encourage him to prosecute with vigour the remaining objects of his instructions champ bitterly deplored the fate of andre and confessed that the hope of saving the unfortunate young man had been his main inducement in undertaking his dangerous enterprise nothing now remained but to attempt the seizure of arnold to this object champ gave his undivided attention 
ten days elapsed before he could conclude his arrangements at the end of which time lee received from him his final communication appointing the third subsequent night for a party of dragoons to meet him at hoboken when he hoped to deliver arnold to the officer from the moment of his enlistment into arnold's corps champ had every opportunity he could desire for watching the habits of that individual he discovered that it was his custom to return home about twelve every night and that previous to going to bed he generally walked in his garden during this visit the conspirators were to seize him gag him and carry him across the river adjoining the house in which arnold resided and in which it was designed to seize and gag him champ had taken out several of the palings and replaced them so that they might be readily removed and open a way to the neighbouring alley into this alley he meant to have conveyed his prisoner aided by his companions one of two associates who had been introduced by the friend to whom champ had been originally made known by letter from the commander-in-chief and with whose aid and counsel he had so far conducted the enterprise his other associate was in readiness with the boat at one of the wharves on the hudson river to receive the party champ and his friend intended to have placed themselves each under arnold's shoulder and to have thus borne him through the most unfrequented alleys and streets to the boat representing arnold in case of being questioned as a drunken sailor whom they were conveying to the guard-house the passage across the river could be easily accomplished these particulars were communicated by lee to washington who directed the former to meet champ and to take care that arnold should not be hurt the appointed day arrived and lee with a party of dragoons left champ late in the evening with three led horses one for arnold one for the sergeant and the third for his associate from the tenor of the last communication from champ no doubt was entertained of the success of the enterprise the party from the american camp reached hoboken about midnight where they were concealed in the adjoining wood lee with three dragoons stationing himself near the river shore hour after hour passed no boat approached at length the day broke and the major retired with his party back to the camp much chagrined at the failure of the project in a few days lee received an anonymous letter from champ's patron and friend informing him that on the day preceding the night for the execution of the plot arnold had removed his quarters to another part of the town to superintend the embarkation of troops preparing as was rumoured for an expedition to be placed under his own direction the american legion consisting chiefly of american deserters had been transferred from the barracks to one of the transports it being apprehended that if left on shore till the expedition was ready many of them might desert thus it happened that john champ instead of crossing the hudson that night was safely deposited on board one of the transports from which he never departed till the troops under arnold landed in virginia nor was he able to escape from the british army till after the junction of lord cornwallis at petersburg when he deserted and passing through virginia and north carolina safely joined the american army soon after it had passed the congaree in pursuit of lord rawdon 
champ's appearance excited extreme surprise among his former comrades which was not a little increased when they witnessed the cordial reception which he met with from the late major now lieutenant colonel lee his whole story soon became known to the corps and he became an object of increased respect and regard champ was munificently rewarded and general washington gave him a discharge from further service lest in the vicissitudes of war he might fall into the enemy's hands in which event if recognized he could expect no mercy champ resided in london county virginia after leaving the army he afterward removed to kentucky where he died for a full account of his adventures we may refer the reader to major lee's memoirs to which we have been largely indebted End of section eight.